The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Your friend in banking. Member FDIC. <laughs> Thanks for joining us live on Facebook and YouTube. Before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Neil, would you like to do that? Uh, sure, certainly. Community Trust Bank, as you so eloquently stated. Kimsoft, Tutu Sweet Treats, CRC Renovations, Caswell Pruitt Realty, Southern Sweeties, Jacobs Auto Body, and Horizon Landscaping. Absolutely. We couldn't do it without you guys. While you're watching this, go ahead and uh, smash that like button or the follow button on the YouTubes. And share that, Joker. Absolutely. And joining us tonight, we have Hmm. Dax Hayes, the boys' wrestling coach. And we have Matt Stevens, the boys' assistant and girls' wrestling coach. Woo! Welcome. Woo! So how long have you guys been working with the WWE? Oh, wait. Wrong wrong kind of wrestling, isn't it? (laughs) I've been in the wrestling program since I was in third grade, but I've been a coach for the past five years. Wow. You don't look like you're older than 11th grade. <laughs> he always has to wear his coach's shirts when we go out to these places because they're like, if I don't, they're going to think I'm one of them. Yeah. He's pretty honest. <laughs> yeah. Has there ever been anybody that you all have just been outmatched against and you was like, hey, coach, uh, now's the time. Just pull, just pull it out. I got the singlet in the back pocket. I have several kids offer me their singlet before matches. Pretty <laughs> as much as I would like to take that, I can't. I have to send them out there. They frown upon that, though. I, if you remember, there was a lady that did that. She played. She was a grown woman, played basketball. Basketball, I do remember yeah, that. That wouldn't work out well. Well, you know. I mean, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's what they say. Also, <laughs> during COVID, wasn't there a guy that tried it too? Yeah. And he was... Turned out he was like 32, it's like, 33. It's like the movie The Benchwarmers where I am 12. Yeah. <laughs> Maria! <laughs> so, when this, like, so you all have already started practicing. That started October 15th. Yes. Uh, this is the first year of the girls program. Yes. So, my first question is, how's the turnout been? Like, what what what, what has been what has been the noise being about actually having a, a female program? Last year, we actually started, it was not sanctioned, but we had a girls' team. We had 11 girls last year. This year, we have 12. I mean, it's a pretty good turnout for it to be a fresh, brand-new sport. Last year, they were, the girls were wrestling on the boys' teams. If they wanted to wrestle, they wrestled against the boys. So Now, what is what has been the, uh, the precipitation statewide been? Do you, do you, I mean, are we going to have, like, most schools that have a male team, do they also have a female team? You yes. just said precipitation. <laughs> Precip- did I? <laughs> did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? Participation. 
Now, I'm not even sure what I said. You said it, and I looked at Wes, and he was laughing. I was like, okay, he did. Okay. He definitely said it. Well, you know, whatever. You know, words are hard. So, every team that has a uh, boys team, we suspect, also has girls teams. Right. So, are they joint tournaments that you all go to, or will the girls have their own tournaments and uh, separate from the boys? There will be several tournaments where there are boys tournaments and girls ha- tournaments happening in the same gymnasium or within the same school facility. But they win. But then we also have tournaments that are there will only be girls at this tournament. Like we have a tournament in Lafayette on a Friday night. We'll wrestle a girls tournament on Friday night, and then me, him, and the boys team will come back on Saturday morning and have a boys tournament. Okay, cool, cool. Now. I mean, do we have any girls that can compete at the at the state level this year? Yes, yes. Uh, we actually have three girls right now that are ranked in the state. Um, one of them is an eighth grader. It's Bailey Dua. Wow. Then we have Brooklyn Banfield. She's ranked, and then the third one is Aubriana Porter. Okay. So, so I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. he's looking at a, a fourth of your team's ranked in the state already. Yes. Yeah. So awesome. Um, so, how many meets will the girls wrestle this year? I think I have them for about 10. 10. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then after their re- – is there like – is it regionals, district regionals? Like what? what's the uh, postseason look like for So wrestling? with the girls, it's different this year. They have to see how many girls are actually – how many schools are going to participate in having girls teams. Um, once those are all loaded to the KHSAA, then they're going to decide whether we're going to do regionals or if they're just going to send every girl to state. That's what they did last year when it wasn't sanctioned. The coaches association actually put on a state tournament for them uh, last year. Um, but this year, since KHSAA is running it, it's all going to be about how much participation in each area to see if they're going to put us in regionals or if they're just going to send them all. Okay, cool. So this season, with it being the first sanctioned season, really is a trial and error. Yeah, it is. We're just going to kind of figure it out as yeah. we go. All right. Yeah. So we heard uh, we heard Coach Hayes t- tell us about his background. What is what, what's your background in wrestling? Um, I actually started coaching wrestling about five years ago, four or five years ago, in the middle school. I was the assistant coach, and then I moved to the head coach of the middle school. Then moved head coach of the middle school. Last year I was doing too much. Last year I was the head coach of middle school, head coach of the girls team, helping Dax with the boys, and then I was trying to help youth. I was just too much. So I passed over the middle school to Austin Morgan. He's actually running the program now, getting them where he wants them so they can feed up to the high school. And yeah, I mean, this year has been smooth so far, not having all four programs. All right. So I'm glad you got my signal there. I did. I did. So we've seen on the basketball side, that's where I'm coming from. Coach Mays has got this league going. You talked about the middle school program, the high school program. Is there a youth wrestling that kids can get interested in before it hits middle school? Uh, yes, sir. They, as soon as your kid can walk, we can put them on the mat. The moment they can walk. Look, I got, I got two that would love it. If, if they they match and kill some people. If they're <laughs> mean and want to listen, we can take it's, that It's the want to listen part that we got to work on. The mean part, shoot, they got that down. We can teach discipline. It teaches yeah. listening. <laughs> That's how my kids learned how to listen. They all look at me and they see me about, looks like one of them, show them some discipline and they all listen real quick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we have Chris Burton that runs the youth program. He's yes. been doing it now for quite a while. Three or four years. Yeah, I had no idea this wrestling program is as big as it is. This that's pretty cool. It, pretty believe cool. it or not, has grown a lot in the past two years since me and him have taken over the program. It is 
no offense to Coach Detweiler, but he was a very small circled kind of guy. He would like to take a group of five kids and teach them to be the best wrestler possible. We have a view with Montgomery County being an educational sports program that every kid can learn a life lesson from wrestling. Not everybody's going to be the best wrestler, and wrestling, as I'm sure you all are aware, is a very hard sport to make it in. It takes a lot of time, de dedication, and effort. So if we can just get a bunch of kids into our room and have them take those life lessons to use for the rest of their life and they never wrestle again, that's okay. They learn something from our room. I've been in a lot of situations in my life that I wanted to quit, give up mentally, but I've made it through nights of not eating. So right. it seems pretty easy compared to that. Right. So just life lessons are the biggest thing with our wrestlers. So now the boys side, how, how long has the boys wrestling program been around? It has been around since 2006. Okay. So what does the outlook for this season look like on the boys side? The outlook for this season, um, it was looking a lot better. We've educational reasons. Uh, kids have to have academic checks yeah. before they're allowed to participate. So today we were woken up a little bit about that, a little more. But we have a better looking team than we've had in several years. Uh, last year was the first year ever that we qualified for the state duels. So that's a good step mm -hmm. for the program since 2006. And I only plan to keep growing incremental steps. Unfortunately, in wrestling, you don't go from being the lowest team to the state champs in a year turnaround. Right. So it's Slow building, slow building. Right. So who are some of your top wrestlers this year? My top wrestlers this year would have to be the first name that comes to mind is Clayton Bradley. He's our 150-pounder. Um, another one is a senior, Andrew McKinley. He's a 215, strong kid, built like an ox, uh, has wrestled his whole life. Um, we have a couple of younger kids who are coming up. There's this one brand new kid. It's his first year. His name's Chase. He's picking it up faster than anybody I've ever seen before. So we've been putting a lot of extra time and effort. He's a freshman. Got plenty of time to learn the sport. Uh, only other one I could think of that would be a big name to watch out for would be actually two. We have three. Jeez, they keep they just keep thinking of names. Uh, Noah Weisbach. He's a freshman. He's picking it up really well. Uh, Triton Ambergy, he is a sophomore. He had to sit out the past two seasons. He had a shoulder injury and then had his toe broken by one of our coaches during a practice. So he sat out last year. And then um, have a young kid named Braden Markwell. He's a really hard worker, works very hard. Getting the, getting the athleticism and everything else there is a little rough, yeah. but I think in the next year or two he will be one to watch out for. Well, you talked about you talked about Triton. He's also quite the bass fisherman, too. Oh, amazing bass <laughs> fisherman. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you, don't, you don't think about people that bass fish. They're, like, also going to wrestle, too. Yeah. So uh, you talked about, you know, one of your athletes being injured because it was Triton broke his toe. So how physical do the coaches get during practice? Um, it depends. We all – we all know our level of wrestling, and you have to meet each kid. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you, have to, Go ahead. you have to meet the level of each kid. Right. Um, Triton is one of those kids. I mean, he just goes and goes and goes. And we have another coach. His name's Alex Holt. He's another one of those kids. His talent wasn't always the best, but he will outwork every person in the room. We had them two going together, and they weigh about the same. And mm -hmm. Triton was going at Alex, and he took a shot weird, stepped on his toe. It was freak accident right. to break his toe. But me, my, I, myself, Coach Austin, uh, Coach Alex, 
get very sweaty, very physical in the room. Okay. Now, to, now, are you are you both Montgomery County? Yes, people. Sir. So, so you actually wrestled for Coach Detlock. Yes, sir. So, I mean, that's kind of got to be odd that you like wrestled for him, and now, so were you on the same team as Alex? Yes, sir. Okay, he graduated a year before me. Okay, so um, you, uh, I mean, that's kind of got to be odd, though, right? Like you, it is kind of grew up in the program, and now you, I mean, kind of like a kind of like a dream, I guess. It is. It. Um, to be honest with you, I was lost for a long time in my life. Yeah. And once I found my way back into the wrestling room, and then a year ago they offered me the head coaching position, it changed everything for me. Right. It has been eye-opening, and uh, couldn't think of anything else I want to do. I, I love it. So outside the mats, what, what is your nine-to-five jobs? <clears throat> I work at Olympic still. I'm a material coordinator there. Okay. Uh, I'm currently – on track to be a dietary manager with Gateway Head Start. Okay. And then after that, if, after I complete my college education, hopefully become either math, science, or a physical education teacher at the Montgomery County High School. Nice. So you said earlier um, you were listing through some of your better wrestlers, and I know this probably goes for both teams. What are the weight divisions in wrestling? I mean, what – you know, where is it cut off and how many divisions are there? There are 14 weight classes for the boys. I think there's 15 for the girls this year. Or is it 14 still? 14. They, they're shifted about every five to seven pounds from 106 for boys, from 106 pounds all the way up to 285. Gotcha. And it's about five to six pound weight shift all the way up until you hit 165. And then you get to 165 and for whatever reason they're going – 165 to 175, and then 175 to 195, 195, 215, and then from 215 all the way to heavyweight. 285 is the cutoff. Got you. Got you. But if you weigh 216, you're going to wrestle a boy that weighs 285. Yep. What they're telling you is you'd break a hip, Wes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There (laughs) will be doubt about that. Oh, no. I would wrestle, if I wrestled in the 106 category, I'd break a hip. (laughs) So don't worry about that because, I mean, technique-wise, forget it. I mean, you know, I might be able to suplex somebody. That's the wrong thing to do. Uh, if it doesn't involve brass knuckles and steel chairs. If your knee touches the ground first, it is perfectly okay. Yeah. Oh, just, okay. Just to let you know. And the girls' division is a little different since it's the first year. They had all the ADs across the state vote on what they wanted the weight classes. And there were some crazy weight classes, and there were so many girls that weren't going to get to wrestle. So all the coaches came together. Coach Teeter, which is Tate's Creek's coach, has pushed for girls wrestling for the longest time. So he's the biggest girls wrestling advocate out there. He got with all of us, and we filled out a survey of what all the coaches actually wanted weight-wise. So they changed it right before the season like they just changed it last week. So our weight classes are going from 100 is the lowest and the highest is 285 but there's a break in hours because they picked a girls <coughs> weight um, bracket that's supposed to be from 100 to 235 that cuts off a lot of the bigger girls that were going to wrestle so they added 285 on top of it so hours goes from 235 to 285 gotcha. on the top side gotcha so what kind of opportunities are out there for your athletes to wrestle at the next level Believe it or not, the there are more college wrestling scholarships than you would believe are available. Okay. Because it's like we said, it's a hard sport. It's not football. You can't have 
the line if you're the outside lineman and you miss the tackle, you don't have the linebacker there to save your back right. and catch that tackle. It's on you. So if a kid's willing to work hard, has decent grades, and will show the ability to learn, there are plenty of college scholarships available to them. Unfortunately, it's after the college level that wrestling – has just fallen off. Yeah. It outside of the Olympics, I mean you may know who Jordan Burroughs is. Mm-hmm. That could be one wrestler I name that you may know who he is as far as folk Gable style. Stevenson. Gable Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just recently went over into WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's yeah. one transition, but it's Brock Lesnar. That's right. probably the biggest it Bo Nickel is yeah. another one. He went to the Kurt UFC. Angle, don't forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Unfortunately, the avenues for a wrestler just they start to fall off on such an immense amount after college. So, for most kids, you can use wrestling to get into college, help you pay for a little bit. Right. That would be the end goal. I would have and, to think. And would you imagine that it's probably just the physicality is why it, it drops off after high school? I mean, after college. I would have to think so. Yeah. So the body not being able to keep up. Right. Because it is a very. It, it is only six minutes, but that's the hardest six minutes I've ever been a part of. Right. Now, equal opportunity on the girls' side. I mean, are there just as many college programs? Okay, so two years ago at the Coaches Girls' State, there were a bunch of colleges that were starting at programs. They were there offering scholarships to girls on the spot. Yeah. It's not let me send you a letter. It's I'm offering it right now. Right. There were girls that didn't win much and still got an offer. When it was over, there were still 45 available scholarships oh, at wow. that. Wow. So girls, if they want to go to college free ride, wrestle. Right. I say that in every one of our meetings at school that we have. Like, there is so much opportunity. Lindsey Wilson right now, you know where Lindsey mm-hmm. Wilson is. They just started a girls program this year. So that means they're going to be looking for every single weight class. It's not like they're starting it and being like, hey, come out of your – you know, your radiology class and come wrestle for us. They're going to be going to these tournaments and looking to fill in their spots. And, I mean, that's a fantastic recruitment tool for you to get girls and and boys involved in it going, look, I mean, if you want to go to college, this is a great way of doing that, you know. It's a lot of times those secondary sports, i.e. bowling. My daughter bowled, and, and there were several times that she was approached by colleges, you know, you just never know. Uh, golf is like that. A lot of those secondary sports that are the ones that can offer some of the better scholarships. Mm-hmm. Now, what programs collegiately around us like have wrestling programs? There is Lindsey Wilson, and then the only other one I could think of that's close would be St. Catharines University. Okay. That's fairly close to here. Um, outside, uh, well, Campbellsville has a, a wrestling team. Especially the D2 and D3 yeah, schools. Divi- Division two in Kentucky. Um, the University of Kentucky back in 1960 used to have a wrestling team. Well, and it like, so yeah, that was my, that, that was going to be my, like, why doesn't Kentucky and Louisville have a, it, it's got to come down to funding, I would think. I would think, personally, interest in the sport and us being such a basketball state. Yeah. I mean, we do so well in basketball and it's, it's really hard to draw people away from, a two-hour basketball game that you can go sit down and in two hours, about anybody can sit for two hours. And get ice cream. Let's not wipe that out. It's it's tough to ask someone to come sit through a 10-hour, 11-hour wrestling tournament. So numbers of people wanting to be there, if it's not family or right. past wrestler, it's hard to get them to come out and sit and watch. Now, you said, you said six minutes. Yes, sir. So how does a typical match go? 
It is two minutes in the first period. You'll start on your feet. Both wrestlers will start on their feet. Then at the end of that two period or two minute period, there is a little coin. It's got red on one side, green on the other. They'll flip it. Red or green gets a choice. There's three choices you can defer or four choices. Defer, top, bottom, and neutral. You get to you get to choose from there. If you make it through that two minutes, it goes into the third period, and whichever person didn't get to choose gets their choice. From there, you make it to that end. Of the so two that's minutes. pretty simple to to pretty much teach. You know, from young, you know, you can get them young and get them to understand that set of rules. How how hard is it to get them to understand? You can't do this. You can't do that. Technique of actually, you know, I guess Olympic wrestling. The best way to sh- have them understand that they can't do something is just showing them. And unfortunately, for the vast majority of what I've figured out in the past five years, has been you can tell them all you want, lead them to that water, keep right. leading them. Yeah, but they aren't going to—they aren't going to drink until they're ready. They'll get in a match and. You'll go through a position, and that's one thing I've learned as a coach too. Like for the past two weeks, we have just been strictly basics, going through step one, step two, step three, and then all right, do it full speed by yourself. Trying to get them through that because you have to make it to the first tournament because every kid in the room says, "Oh yeah, coach, I know, I got it, coach. I'm I'm perfect. I got it figured out." It's a little different when you step out on the mat for that six minute match and everything just kind of blanks. So you just have to kind of they just have to kind of learn, throw them to the fire, it, and and you, they they just learn by mistakes and yes, get sir, better and better from there. You teach them a small amount of basics to yeah. get them through a match to yeah. be you get them to a certain level, and then you have to just keep developing and developing and developing. It's a lot harder than a lot of other sports because I can't just because. My 106 is getting hit in this move doesn't mean my 285 is ever getting hit in this move. So I'm having to, at a tournament on Saturday, make notes for this kid and then make notes for this kid. And then gotcha. on Monday we have to come back into the practice room and start combining yeah, it all. Yeah, trying to put it all together and make it all work. So Everybody, are there timeouts in wrestling? There are. If you bleed or yeah, okay. something's injured. you got to blame yourself. <laughs> it, would, it would not be the first time. <laughs> But you know, you talked about you know your 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 athletes. Like, Coach, I got it. It's fine. No, no, I understand. You know, that's it. Brings me back to the Mike Tyson quote: "Is everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth." Right. Know? And it's like you know your kids. It's like no, no, I got it. And then they go out and they you know they get punched in the mouth. Punched in the mouth. It's like whoa, yeah. uh, <laughs> Coach, I need help. So take us through as you are coaching your 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 wrestlers there, like. What are you yelling out to them? How, like, how are you trying to help them through the period, through the match? Okay, so as sitting on the corner of the mat as a coach, 90% of the time you'll see me leaning, moving. I get very intense when in the match. I feel like I'm – I get more tired from watching them wrestle than I ever did wrestling <laughs> myself because I'm constantly tense trying to get through the match. Um the hardest part is when they're out there in a match, it's kind of like in a football game. You can tell them the play to go for, but once the whistle blows, it's – I hope they're sticking to it, and I hope they're going to do what we talked about. Gotcha. Um, biggest thing is, like, in those breaks in between periods when a kid's setting up for a new position or if a kid bleeds, you know, mm-hmm. get a nosebleed, something, getting over to that kid and letting them know what they've done right, things that have worked, letting them know, hey, I saw this, this was wrong, let's do it this way and fix that. It's minute details. Unfortunately, I can't win a match for one of my kids, right. and he can't win the match either. Right. But we can set you up with small moves to put you in a little bit better of a position so that hopefully 
you have the upper hand moving forward. Maybe notice that the other wrestler that they're wrestling is doing the exact same thing every time and catching them do it. Like a tail in poker, right? Yep, it is. It's almost like it's whenever there's a saying that you're standing too close to the trees to see the woods. Luckily, we're standing outside of the woods. We see everything that's happening and hope trying to get through to that kid. Hey, he just, he's sticking that right leg out. The right leg's there just, you know, and finding these little minute details to take advantage of. So going back to the the coin toss, I I had a follow-up question to that. You said there's like three or four different options, right? Yes, sir. Is every... Is every wrestler prefer a different starting spot? Usually, yes. Yeah. You have some kids that, me particularly, when I was a wrestler, put me on bottom. There's no one in the state going to hold me down. I will move and move and move until I get up. I have some kids, you're going to put them on bottom, and the first thing that's going to happen, their forehead's going to touch the mat. And they aren't going to pick their head up the rest of the time. Yeah. So we don't put them on bottom. That's another part where it's challenging for me and him. We have to start learning each of these kids. Uh, I have a rule. I took it from Detweiler. None of my kids will choose when the ref tells them, like he flips the coin and says it's their choice at the beginning of the second or third. You're not going to choose without looking at me first. I'm your coach. I've been watching this whole match. I know where you're at. I've seen the right. points that are scored. We're going to help you choose from there. Um, if it's second period, we always defer because it just gets us into the third with a choice. Right. kind of gets us set up a little better. Um, you know what has to happen, right? Right. At that point. As much the kid, we have some kids that – I have several kids that will turn around and they look at me and they're telling me, this is my choice. This is what I want. You're right. You you know yourself. You do. So I let them make that choice. I agree with them. Yep, go ahead. I have some kids that will turn around and they'll try to choose a position. You're like, man, you spent a minute and a half in that spot last time and you didn't score a point. So yeah. maybe we don't go there. Right. So just helping them get through those small choices. And a simple thing to understand, let's say you're in a wrestling match. It's going to the third period. You're up by one point. The best position to choose is bottom, 100%, because you can't get taken down. You can't get reversed. You don't give up any points as long as you can keep from going to your back. Now, if you can go to your, if you're easy to turn, maybe let's not choose bottom. But if you're up by one and you're not an easy kid to turn, go on bottom. You won't give up any points. You can end up getting an escape. It's a strategy game. Right. The big thing we point out in wrestling is we're playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, not only is it a major physicality sport, but there's a lot of cerebral uh, aspects to it. You've got to know yourself, and you've got to be able to pinpoint what your opponent is weak at right. fairly quickly because it's only six minutes. Yeah. So how many of these matches are going on at one time? Because, I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to watch – Two or three at a time. Correct. Um, so typically at, at any of these tournaments, there's four to five mats down. When you get to the state tournament, it's like six to eight mats. Uh, there are times when you're going to have two kids that are supposed to wrestle at once. Luckily, I another thing I stole from Coach Detweiler, if I have a kid who comes up and it's his turn to wrestle, you're supposed to report to the mat within five minutes of them calling your name or they can disqualify you. That does not mean you have to wrestle. You have to be there. They have to see that you are present at the tournament. Go over there, get in my coach's chair and sit down. Or stand behind my coach's chair and warm up. The match is only six minutes. Sometimes it'll last a little bit longer, but usually at a certain point, about a minute left in the third third period of a match, 90% of matches you could probably walk away as the coach. And nothing's going to change. It is going to be what it's going to be. So if it gets to that point, I can look and go, if my kid's up by five with a minute left, I can go, hey, be smart. I got to go over here. Cool. 
and they'll take over for themselves. So just like any, so just like you know, I'm gonna put you in the fire now. Just like any other sport, um, coaches have problems with refs sometimes. Yes, sir. Do you? Is it the same uh, in wrestling as any other sport? If, believe it or not, it may be worse. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need an example. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I went to a middle school tournament this past Saturday. I had one of my middle schoolers asking me to come help watch and coach him. Um, there's a position. He gets the kid in. He's trying to pin him. He realizes he can't lock his hands the way he needs to, so he gives it up to go behind and get two points. The clock runs out. He's behind and has his two points. I'm Two, we got two, and the ref's just staring at me. Looked at him, I was like, guys, where's the, because they had a bunch of training refs there. I was like, where's the experienced ref at? Somebody get an experienced ref over here. So I end up getting out of the chair. I'm laying down on the ground, showing him everything. And look at him like, there's no way. It's a, in wrestling, we argue with the refs a lot. The coaches do. Parents are really bad about it, even though they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> it's the accessibility to a ref is very easy. They're, I mean, they come off the mat and they're sitting right on the edge where a parent could walk. So. Yeah. Refs have been attacked in wrestling for a very long time, even to the point that every every meeting we go to right before a tournament, let's make sure we're kind to the refs. We don't have very many refs left in wrestling. Um, the biggest thing I have noticed, and I took it from Detweiler, he was very good at it, is knowing that limit. I can argue and argue and argue all the way up until the point of, you're about to boot me off the mat, but then I'll say, okay, that's Okay, right. I'm not, I'm not going right. to get my way. And the biggest thing is these refs go from tournament to tournament. It's the same ones, I'm sure, just like basketball, football. Yeah. Um, make a ref not like you, and yeah. you're going right. to have some trouble. That's the thing that can carry with you, right? Right. So you got to try to be friendly to all of them as the coach. Um, argue for my kid for as long as I can argue, but when I realize uh, he's not going to budge, it is subjective. So, so that's your call. That's your call. Is there a point, like – you arguing with the ref, will that ever cost your kid a point? Like, can they take kids points um, away from your kid? They you? would not take points away from the kid, but they would if I decided for whatever crazy reason that day I just wanted to keep going with them. I was that passionate about it. They'd kick me off the mat. And that's and then, usually team points that they take away. Yep, it's, and they'll it's take not away. individual. Yep. Gotcha. So it'll, it'll be your team's placement at the end of the tournament. So... But I, I never get there. I will not get kicked out of a tournament. I've told my kids, hey, if it's that, if it's something you have to argue about that much, you probably didn't score the points. So, so I know, I know. Normally, you all usually have about one home meet a year, but this year, from my understanding, you all are having four home matches this year. Is that correct? The high school we're having three home, and then okay. middle school we're having two. Gotcha. Gotcha. Two for the middle school. Yeah. So I mean kind of nice to be able to have those home meets don't have to travel as far you know you, you're already here and whatnot it just there's an advantage to that um absolutely you said travel far we're in region eight in wrestling region eight has 24 teams oh it's wow literally cut off at winchester and we're the rest of the state okay so you're all of eastern kentucky basically martin county johnson county ashland I don't mind going to Ashland. It's straight interstate. But when right. you're going down to Martin County, it's two hours away. We have our regionals in Phelps. That's a three-hour bus ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun. Well, so let's talk about the tournament. Like, kid comes to wrestle. How many matches do they have to win to place at a tournament? So that is dependent on how many kids show up, obviously, depending on your bracket. Uh, the most matches a kid will ever be allowed to wrestle in a day is six. 
at six matches, we're cutting it off. There's been some scientific search researches and studies that by people way smarter than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say at six matches, it's too much. Yeah. So typically, if you want to win a tournament, be the champion, get first place, four matches. Okay. If you get four to five wins in that day, you've won the tournament. Okay. Um, if you lose your very first match, then you want to place. I mean, you guys know how brackets work. Right. It's going to be a long day. So how many matches do you have, like, in regardless? Okay, so if we go to an individual tournament in high school, the vast majority of our tournaments, the only guaranteed amount of matches you have are two. Because okay. it's, all tournaments are two and out. Once you lose two matches, you're out. Okay. Unless it's duels in which you have how many ever matches that your team has to verse another team, and if they have a kid at their weight class. Okay. So when is your first home match here? Our first home match is Wednesday, December the 6th. Okay, so just a couple weeks away. Yeah, we're about nice, two nice. weeks out. So everybody, everybody get out there and, and you know, go to a wrestling match. It, it's an all-day event. If I'm oh, not, no, Wednesdays ours, are not. Yeah, ours will not be an all-day event. No. The Wednesdays, all the home tournaments that we have are duels. We couldn't quite get the gym. We kind of... Fight back and forth with other sports on getting gyms. Okay. But that's okay. We under we understand we're still a growing program trying to get there. Um, so all of ours are going to be duels on Wednesday nights for now. We are going to have two or three teams there for each of those duels. The first one we have, I have, we have Brian Station and who did it? Mason County. Mason County is coming to the first one. Then our second home meet is December the 13th. Which, which is the following Wednesday. Gotcha. And it's Bryan Station and possibly Harrison County. And the way it's going to be set up is we're going to be in the barn. We're going to have two mats down. Boys are going to be wrestling on one. Girls are going to be wrestling on the other. We had uh, our first home meet last year in the barn, and it's awesome for wrestling because no matter where you sit in the barn, it's a good seat. Right. Yep. It seriously right. is. So I think it'll go really well. Awesome. We plan awesome. to – this year, hopefully, with our senior night, make it a little bit bigger, look a little better, maybe get the band involved, get a couple of the ROTC programs involved so that they can absolutely make it look a little nicer. And hopefully, we're just going to continue to keep growing, drawing eyes to our sport, adding some people in. You know, two young ones, you can take them out to the mat anytime you want. Listen, I might take you up on that. It's Tuesdays and Thursdays. What time? 6 p.m. All right. And that, there's, there's really no age. All right, no, because no. the youngest one is he's going to be five Monday. Oh, that's so, oh yeah, that's perfect. That is All right. perfect. <laughs> I mean, Ashley, sorry, he, he, right, he no. just he just took he just took it another level. <laughs> there, there was something posted about a uh, I think it might be a youth wrestling team, yes, and like the cutoff was like age seven, maybe. Am I right? Chris, I, I thought Chris I saw put a cutoff. On I thought a, I thought I saw a flyer was like age seven, so I was like, look. I can lie about Max being in kindergarten. I can't lie about seven. Yeah. Like he's a tiny guy. I guess Max and uh, I guess Max is getting a singlet for Christmas this year. <laughs> That's funny. I do I do know that at a certain point that age will be dropped because the day I have my kid, the moment they're able to walk, I'm throwing them on a wrestling mat. I mean, the, the second they can walk, we're throwing them on there. So I have to look into that a little more, but. But as you were asking earlier about, like, numbers and recruitment and stuff like that, we've went from 8 to 15 to 20 last year and 29 this year on just the boys' team. So, I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger. We're getting more kids to come out. 
And you have girls ranked. And now we have girls. And the girls are ranked. We have two boys that are actually ranked right now, too. Cool. So, I mean, it's not... We have some good kids out there. Yeah. That's awesome. So, is there ever a point in time where a boy gets out of line, maybe gets a little mouthy, and you go to him and it's like, hey, send Brooklyn my way. <laughs> I, got, I got somebody that... Um, unfortunately, once they hit that seventh to eighth grade range... Boys just that, that testosterone starts taking over the muscle. I have plenty of boys that Brooklyn could come out there and whoop up on if she had the muscle to do it. Right. They'll muscle them back. And I think that's a lot of why for the girls sanctioned wrestling that they're doing, they have it all the way down to seventh grade. Because that really is about the time whenever yeah. a boy's going to start taking over in muscle maturity. And I think that's really good is having that mix of a seventh grader could wrestle a senior because you get that experience. You might get your butt whooped. But you've done that as a seventh grader wrestling a senior. Imagine when you're a sophomore wrestling a senior. Right. And I think that was something I would like to see kind of extended into the boys. But I think the reason they don't do that is just a pure numbers thing. So. Well, guys, thanks for coming in. Um, uh, hopefully, everybody on Facebook has gotten some really good information right. about wrestling because, because legit, I mean. I, I told you, or we know a lot about uh, WWE wrestling. A lot of things. And very, very little about Olympic uh, high school uh, sanctioned wrestling. So thanks for coming out. But before we go, um, Sean, we got a little, we're going to do a little roundup and um, um, athlete of the week. That's right. <clears throat> and I forgot to write uh, that. I've got, I've got. It's good that I Wes came has been prepared. taking notes. He did. He Wes did. has been writing notes. Come on. I'd already printed this out by the time y'all finally decided who that was. <laughs> we'll first start with archery. Uh, archery went out and um, took the second place finish this week. But in taking the second place finish, they did a uh, Montgomery County team scoring record. They scored 3,236 points this week. It was the most points they've ever scored in any kind of uh, I'm glad, event. It sounds ever. like a lot of points. It sounds like a lot of points. It sounds like a lot of points. And there, you talk about our, uh, wrestling growing. The archery team grows every year by leaps and bounds. Um, so uh, Chad Jones and for the life of me, the I'm other coach, the other, the <laughs> other coach <laughs> is doing a phenomenal job there. Uh, but. Um, the other side uh, that competed this week was our swim and dive. Yep. Um, our swim and dive went out, uh, I think it was just a swimming team, went to a tribe state, Virginia, West Virginia, uh, Kentucky. The Aqua uh, Indians. The Aqua Indians. You're right. I'm glad you brought that back up. Yep. The Aqua Indians. Went out, uh, and the team was the overall team champs. And... Uh, for this week's Kimsoff Players of the Week. Athletes. Athletes. Athletes of the Week. Player of the Week. Swimmers of the Week. Swimmers of the Week. Aqua Indians of the Week. The uh, overall girls champion will be our will be one of our Players of the Week. Athlete. Uh, it says players right there. But Whose fault is that? <laughs> Athletes of the Week. That's not my fault. The shirts say Athletes Athlete of the Week. Athlete of the Week <laughs> is uh, Addie McCann. She was overall girls um, champ. She also just recently signed to swim in college with West Virginia Wesleyan. Yep. 
And on the boys' side, the overall champ was Cooper Gross, and he is also our uh, one of our Kimsoft athletes of the week this week. So congratulations to him. Absolutely. Awesome Fantastic job. job. So, well, guys, there you have it for another episode of the From Corner to Corner Coaches Corner presented by Community Trust Bank. Your friend at banking. <laughs> Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. <laughs> we uh, we do this for our community and for our kids and for our students, all of our coaches. The support that you give us is fantastic. We couldn't do it without you for sure. Uh, again, if you're not following us, go out, follow us, share us. We have some good laughs on these shows, and then our social media is is pretty pretty funny too. So, uh, give us give us that like, give us that follow, share us out. We'll catch you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The Moco Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.